What's up everyone? It is Physio Monday. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I know we did. Today we're going to be talking about shoulder injuries and more specifically, should you be training if you have a shoulder injury? We've got our resident physiotherapist here. Stick around, you're not going to want to miss this one. What's up everyone? Uh, my name is Yanni Gormeister. To my left is Phil. Across the table is Rad. Behind the mix is Richie. We are Unity Gym and the UMS. Uh, if you want to know how we turn driven people into athletes, download our blueprints. They're all free. They're our biggest insights from the last three decades of our personal training. What's up everyone? Feeling good. Feeling charged. Had a good weekend. Feel, feel recharged. Had a good date with my wife on Saturday. Um, which ended at our place. Which ended at your place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what That's what we, we were talking about it um, when we got home. And, and I was saying, that, that's one of the best dates we can have because our, our son, Keanu, got to play with your kids, his cousins. So it's actually one of the most relaxed times you get as a parent because you're not running around trying to stop your kid from going crazy. So it was good fun. Yeah. It's a good day. And uh, it, was, it was a great weekend. You know, I, I made the most of being indoors in the rain yesterday. I took my son on a um, on a virtual roller coaster by putting a YouTube video on of a roller coaster, and I was bouncing him around in the lounge room. I got a few you likes. You can on check it out on Facebook. Facebook post. Yep. Around, yeah, go and have a look at my Facebook yeah. profile. <laughs> How are you, Phil? Yeah, good. It's happy to have a. Uh my right hand man back. Yeah, look yeah, at it's uh, good to be back. It's good to be week. back. Coronavirus I on, free. I was <laughs> on coronavirus self quarantine last week. My test uh, came back negative on Friday. Uh, still don't feel amazing, but um, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, and yeah. for those in the podcast, you only usually sit. Funnily right, enough. So. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Donald Trump's IQ test actually came back negative as well. So, you idiot! Don't bring politics so into our podcast. We've got so many questions here, um, uh, and we're starting because there's a lot on the online coaching group. So, for those who are on, watching on the UMS Mastermind, the online coaching group is um, the next level. Yeah, that's How do you right. It? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, it's where it's 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 where people actually enter into our ecosystem as uh, as paid clients you know so we do of course have an obligation to try and answer their questions first and uh, that's what we're going to do this morning and then we'll move on to everyone else so if you are before and just on the online coaching group we've uh, really enjoyed doing the online coaching calls on a on a friday morning we did we're a bit out of practice last week and started a bit late but it's fun to do lots of video analysis and um yeah with people on the line and um similar thing but we don't record those ones and put them up on podcast yeah so. yeah that's right absolutely and we are going to get on time this week we'll be we'll be, <laughs> we'll be on time it's a new initiative so yeah. it's taken us a little while to get used to it uh, as part of our rhythm uh so first up we'll, we'll build some context here and these are pretty straightforward questions so we're not going to um uh, go too deep into the reads on them we can answer this fairly easily matt albanese here is saying hi all my plan is to start foundations phase one this week but as i'm dealing with some shoulder pain i'm considering subbing in the shoulder rehab routine in place of the upper body days first and foremost kudos to you matt uh, you're one of the first people, you must either be following our stuff or you're just very, very smart because you're one of the first people to say subbing in some alternative as opposed to delaying the start of my training for a while until that pain settles down. So bang on there. A couple of questions How on how best to do this. Number one, is the right approach to pick the phase that I can do without pain or just start with phase one? He's referring to the rehab, the shoulder rehab. 
And number two, the second part of his question is, how do you determine when to move to a new phase in the rehab program? Uh, do you want to kick things off here, Rad? Uh, yeah, sorry. I was just reading his question and I zoned out a tiny bit when you when you said that at the end. So you want me to say, when do I, when no, do, when I, do I progress? No, uh, look, I'll start and you can jump in, then we'll yeah. go to Phil, okay? Because yeah. Phil's usually the best. best yeah. So yeah, yeah. save the best. Yanni and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yanni and me will give you the bro we'll, we'll go. We'll go, okay, we'll go okay, terrible, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Okay, so my my opinion, Maddie, is that you absolutely start on phase one for that rehab for that shoulder rehab program. Uh, it's a, it's there's there's two elements to the shoulder rehab program. There is a sort of a, a reactivation of the stabilizers in the shoulder, the rotator cuff, um, and 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 we want to m- make sure that the rotator cuff is getting stimulus, being a stabilizer, not just being an I- I- internal external rotator like a lot of programs will have you do, including ours. You know, our program once we move on we do all the stability work in our big bench presses and, and overhead presses and things like that and we um, only do isolated ER and, and, and IR internal external rotation but when we go back to rehab what we're trying to do often what happens when we um, we injure our shoulder the the body kind of almost forgets how to do its job as a stability role because it locks everything down to avoid um, instability and so we just want to spend a little bit of time and we don't want to stay on it for very long. We want to just go back and reactivate those, um, re, re sort of stimulate the stabilizers in a very, very easy setting, in a very unchallenging setting, make sure that they're doing the job. And then along with that, the uh, scapula, um, uh, all, the, all the muscles that stabilize and sort of hold the scapula in place. So we want to work the scapula in retraction and uh, the shoulder in external rotation. Uh, so that's my opinion. Where yeah. do you want to go with that, Rad? Yeah, yeah, you always want to start with phase one because it's there. You're not you're training the shoulder in the way that Yanni just said, and you just want to give it a little go. But I'd even add on because there's a, there's a second part to his question that he's put in the comment where he said, um, "Pulling movements don't cause me pain; only pushing movements." Should I continue with the pulling movements in the foundations just to sub in the rehab place of uh, pushing exercises? If it was me, and let's see what Phil's got to say, but if it was me, what I'd be doing is I'd be doing pulling movements. Um, I, I'd, I'd do the phase one of the of the shoulder rehab first. I did that first because what it does is they're not really fatiguing exercises. They're they're just exercises that um, reawaken the the uh, neuromuscular connection for the muscles that um, retract and depress the scapula and 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 you know hold the um the humerus in place in the in the shoulder in the, 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 the ball and socket yeah. joint. So that's a really good thing to do before your workout to switch everything on. In the same the same reason why we do core activation at the start of the workout, it, it tells the body, okay, it's time to engage these muscles we're about to do all this exercise. And then I'd do whatever you can do of the phase one workouts, uh, meaning I would absolutely do pulling movements. And now let's see what Phil's got to say about it. Here's all that. the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> it is the, um, what do you call it? Disclaimer. It's yeah. a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> when you say on the inter- like on a, on this group, just that you've got some shoulder pain. Obviously, I can't do an official diagnosis without um, information and doing a consultation. Um, but if this is just kind of regular old, you know, fairly innocuous shoulder pain, um, then certainly the kind of way that Yanni's uh, laid things out is really um, good. And I think that I'd agree with Rad with. I generally try and keep as many of the um, I guess bigger picture sort of system movements as I can. So basically horizontal push-pull and vertical push-pull. Um, but yeah, looking for ones that aren't 
too aggravating. So um, I'd, I'd keep some pulling in there if you have the time, but I'd prioritize doing the um, shoulder program if you don't have time. Um, when you're saying it, it's generally a pushing uh, pain rather than a pulling pain. Off, I'm going to guess, and I'd probably put a bit of money on it, that it's that um, bicep aggravation at the front there with the, with the um, pushing. And what I'd do first off is like, give do a couple of sets of active hangs really um force yourself into that position and get things really um switched on so, and so then for, forcing yourself into scapular depression yeah so scapular depression and, and keeping your chest tall pulling up through your chest and, and back down with the um depression of your scaps yeah and then Just very I'm, very quickly for those of you playing at home that don't understand the 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 jargon that we use uh, active hanging is where we set the shoulders in place but still support all of our body yeah. weight with so a fully yeah, extended elbow from a bar of rings and just um pulling yourself up but without actually bending your elbows yeah so that's right getting trying to basically pull your shoulders as far away from your ears as possible and get your um scapulars your shoulder blades into your back pockets and i want you to try that and then do a simple sort of horizontal push movement um in that exact feeling of like you've just been doing an active hang and often that's sort of enough to get the um, axioscapular muscles, so the muscles attach the scapula to your spine to be kind of anchored enough that your rotator cuff works efficiently and then you can start pushing again. So like it's worth kind of trying that stuff early on to be like, okay, do I need to go through three, three phases of um, retraining stuff or is it a simple technique cue that suddenly makes the system work a bit better? So I just give that a go um, and see how you feel. But otherwise, if it's still a bit angry and, and it's not kind of um, playing along with that, then I'd go um, yeah. through the phases. My, I want to share so just a personal experience that I've had, uh, Matt, and everyone else who's listening, um, at, which falls, aligns with what Phil's trying to say there. In my experience, and I've rehabbed a lot of shoulders, including my own, uh, someone who's very, very good at technique won't need to regress to a rehab program like this because they have such strong neural pathways and strength in the shoulder stabilizer muscles that they can uh, do exactly what Phil's saying. And then in most cases, I like to I like to think of this rehab program as a, as a, a means to clear the pathway for your ideal optimal sort of bar path or movement path when you're training pressing movements. It helps to set the scapula in place. It helps to uh, reset everything so that you minimize glide in that shoulder joint. That's the 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 the, the ball and socket moving around uh, and and sort of doing things that it's not meant to do when you're pressing and and doing pulling movements. And for nine out of ten people who aren't super strong, uh, it's a really good place to start. But you know you. you and that's why I like to say, yes, go back and just follow it and do it properly because so many people run into problems and we've seen it here in the gym too. People two years down the track still complaining of shoulder issues and nine times out of 10, it's because they just have really bad technique. Like they, they, they're not strong enough to hold their shoulders in, in the right position to avoid glide to keep the shoulders shoulder blades down in their back pockets when they're and and as they start to press heavier and heavier and 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 pull and chin up heavier and heavier there's just too much going on in the shoulder and it could be because of a funny posture yeah. or it could just be because they've got poor technique and haven't developed that baseline that foundation of strength of being able to set the scapula properly totally yeah yeah i think it's a great program and you should definitely um you know do it even though like even if you can do a bit of the pressing like you might even just bring down the weight the, the intensity a little bit on the um, pushing and pulling and then kind of prioritize that for a little while just to give you 
um, a really good amount of stimulus with the kind of reactive stabilizing rather than um, yeah. sort of pushing. So. The other really good thing I like about the program, sorry, I'll just jump in and, and, and completely hack the show, is um, it, it, there's, there's very little shoulder injuries that I've come across that wouldn't benefit from doing it and that you probably, like, you can have a pretty serious um, rotator cuff tear and do that program and it's not going to make the tear worse. Yeah, you and know? I think it, it, it brings in some variability that you kind of don't get in other parts of training where it is a bit more of that sort of reactive stuff, as I said, rather than just a, um, you know, internal external rotation, yeah. which means that, you know, then if you're out in the wild and you, as in, in, in real life, and you're just like getting up and you have to put all your weight on one shoulder in a straight arm position, or you're, you know, <coughs> catching a kid or whatever, then you, you'll have that sort of preparation. And if you've, your shoulder's been a bit uh, angry leading up to this point, it could be a good idea to give it a bit, yeah. give it resilience. What I was going to say is I'm fairly comfortable telling someone to do that program despite not knowing what their injury is because it's quite a safe program. It's not, yeah. it's not going to make it worse, you know. Yeah. Whereas if you really, really want to go deep, Matt, I strongly advise that you connect with Phil outside of this discussion. Send him a DM, uh, a PM um, on Facey, and see if you guys can connect and do a consultation because then he can better ascertain what might be going Unless on. You're in America. Which is a problem because yeah. a lot of our audience is. Um, yeah. Uh, so and, and how do you progress to the next phase? Oh, I can't really, it, like, like it comes down to a, a few different things in my opinion, pain variables, perceived rate of exertion and experience. Like I, I purely believe that if you're super fit and strong and you've got quite good coordination, you shouldn't need more than three weeks on a rehab phase, three or four weeks. But if you're experiencing discomfort doing some of those exercises, then it's going to be hard to suggest to progress. Yep. Nice. Yep, I agree. Um, and yeah, just uh, just because I think it can be useful to kind of understand like things to look out for if it's um, not just kind of regular shoulder pain that you should consider going and seeing a professional quicker than yeah. <laughs> just giving uh, sort of four weeks of it. Um, if you are getting like nerve pain, so like tingling, numbness, shooting pain down your arm or up into your neck, anything uh, like that, or you're getting kind of like weakness that hasn't been there before on that hand, um, consider like and, and down the arm as well, um, then I'd that would be the kind of stuff that I'd be looking at seeing someone a bit sooner rather than later. So just keep that in mind. Cool. Um, so on to, on, the on to Marissa's just, question. Just, yeah, just before we do, I want to give a bit of a shout out. We've got lots of people on the live and uh, want I want to know where you guys are. We've got a couple of people who have commented. Lee Clements, Dave Clark, Diane Norbury, thank you very much. Nathan, Nathan Campbell. Campbell. Um, and Phil White. Who's this guy? Phil White. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, guys, do chime in. Let us know where you are. We'll give you a shout out, and we will get to those questions shortly. Just quickly, while um, Lee's got a question about the explain the scapular involvement in the passive hang, um, just because we were uh, just talking about the hangs. Basically, you're when you're in a passive hang, everything will be relaxed. So yeah. you'll it should yeah yeah your your scapulas in that case will be um, very much laterally rotated because of just yeah. the the yeah. muscles that keep them retracted and, and depressed are no longer active. So yeah. they'll be elevated and they'll be laterally rotated, which will, yeah. The idea, the best the best um, explanation that I've heard of, you know, why we do a passive hang, it's like um, the, the passive hang is really, unless you're doing, unless you're really thinking about what you're doing in a day, it's probably the only time in a 24 hour period where the joints, the majority of the joints in your body are going to experience traction and not compression. 
So even just by standing up, gravity is compressing our spine, comp and, and, that, and that's just the way that gravity works. So when you grab on to the bar and your feet come off the ground, it does the complete opposite. Gravity now stretches out and, and you know, decompresses all the joints, right through the, the arms, the wrists, the shoulders especially, but the spine as well because of the weight of the legs. So you, that's what you want to think of. That's why it's called a passive hang. Yeah. You just completely relax and you allow gravity to do its work and just... Yeah. And yeah. I've had so, uh, alarmingly, and I say the word alarmingly with with as much severity as I can put on my face, and and uh, and and people on the podcast have no idea what's going Sincerity on. I am alarmed. The, I'm alarmed. I'm alarmed <laughs> that I get people saying that you shouldn't do a passive hang. Yeah. It's now, <laughs> I've honestly had people say this on comments on social media and all sorts, and they've been told strictly by their physiotherapist not to do a passive hang. Now, I don't know what your personal circumstances are. And if you've gone to see a physiotherapist and they've said, don't do a passive hang, there's probably a good reason for it. But in general, that is the worst case of wrapping your body in cotton wool. If you were to say that they're like, that it is just a terrible idea to do a passive hang for the shoulder. And I've had people say that before and I cannot disagree anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of comes down to there's progressions for everything. So, yeah. um, you know, you can do a passive hang with like weight assistance. So weight in your legs and just letting, you know, getting your body used to it. The reason why you wouldn't do it is if you had a, um, you know, injury to a, to the passive structures of the shoulder. So either that's going to be um, the uh, labrum, the shoulder joint capsule or or the ligaments in the shoulder or you know the some kind of that rad likes to talk about yeah, or some kind of bony <laughs> injury as well and if you're doing that then you know you're probably avoiding a whole bunch of other shoulder movements as yeah. well so yeah but again think about progressions for everything so a shoulder hang doesn't have to be a uh, passive hang doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all your body weight and it doesn't have to be uh hands placed directly above the shoulders you can go wide you can do it on an incline there's all sorts of um, pro um progressions that you can work up to but it is a very good exercise. Uh, a very right, good exercise. Moving on. Right, moving on. So Marissa, her question is, and I, before we read this, I'm sorry, I, I feel like Marissa has paid some really good attention because this is a really, really good yeah. insight that she's got here. So I agree. Hi all, just looking for some confirmation that I have the right idea here. Listen up, everyone. Listen up. Tune in right now. I'm four weeks into foundations phase two. I have managed to mildly injure my left shoulder blade lat, not sure which. I think from attempting to, to put all of my weight into a German hang too soon. It's been around a couple of weeks now. It seems to be getting a little worse. So that tells me I need to scale back on intensity in certain areas until it's better. Well done. That is correct. So my idea is to scale back on the movements that cause it most pain at the moment. Pull-ups, active hanging. Well done again. Uh, and I still want to do the movements, uh, just not put so much weight into it. If it seems worse after the workout, still doing too much. If th it is the same and or getting better, then stay at that intensity level. Scale up slowly as long as it still seems to be improving. Is this the right idea? I hate to have to scale back because I want to progress. Uh, I want progression to go in a nice, perfect straight line, but I know reality doesn't work that way. Should, Phil? should we just get Marissa sitting here and I'll basically do something else? Like? Pretty much. <laughs> I, as far as I can tell, I'm going to say it sounds like you have paid very close attention to the message that Phil drives home every single week because I couldn't say it better than that yeah couldn't yeah. articulate it better yeah that's very good marissa you've paid very good attention to uh to what anyway i can't yeah. feel like no that. i really like that um good on you Biwa, for putting a video in there it's 21 minutes though so i haven't kind of been able to look through and and see what you said there sorry but um thanks for Biwa, all the um replies you do um but yeah i think marissa you really nailed it there with um just a, a great approach to this so um 
and again like you know you've got the like it's a shoulder blade slash lat like the again the sort of specifics doesn't matter as much as as the bigger approach so i really like how you sort of just been like eh, whatever it is like here's a good generalized approach i've got to it and i'm really keen to hear how you go with that and um that last thing you've said there where uh, you know you want progression to be a nice straight line but it really doesn't work that way is just spot on is. it's such it a important is. thing to embrace and not to like yeah. not to hate because you just yeah. gotta <laughs> the, the, the fact that yanni and i didn't embrace that early and when i say earlier in our training i mean even up to only just a couple of years ago is one of the reasons why we got injured a lot um, it's only been recently that we've really embraced that. And, and once you really embrace that, that last line that you said there, you, the journey just becomes a lot more enjoyable because you just, when, when a spanner gets thrown in the works, you just go, oh, no, yeah. this is the journey. And but you just go, I'm going to be dealing with it this week. I've had a whole week off since my COVID isolation and I was crushing my goals before that. And I might've super devastated. compensated, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> see, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be um, soft as a teddy bear today in my training. The, yeah, the, the German hang is a, is a really tricky movement, especially if you haven't, um, had it yet so in the in the future when you're looking at progressing to a movement like that think about your training age with this sort of stuff think about your exposure to you know weighted on you know pretty uncomfortable sort of movements and and if you you know it, it sounds like you're someone who really wants to kick goals quickly and in but yeah you, you just got to take that progressive approach to new skills so really um what's a nice regression of you can do of a german hang is it just getting just more feet on, on the feet? ground i yeah. think feet on just, the floor just, just, just doing that chest stretch yeah yeah um yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you, you you'd grab onto some rings that are literally like at the height of your chest and just and walk through. You'd, you'd you'd go through so they're behind you, and then you just really oh, you mean that one where you just walk through? I, like I just that. mean walk through and then do a chest stretch. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah. do yeah. that so one as well. And again, so you want to like start with that, getting back into these movements, and then um, yep. yeah, just ease into it. But yep. Um, yep. and with the um, this could be a nice time to get sort of the active hang in there because you're saying that anything hanging is a bit challenging at the moment so doing an active hang with will be um, less painful with than a passive hang yeah. yeah with feet on the ground to yep. take out some of the weight just yep. to definitely yeah the thing sure. the thing guys to remember with the german hang is that like for rad, rad myself and richard we only started doing gymnastics and calisthenics training very late in our training life and we had developed a very very high level of baseline strength before doing it yeah. uh, for, for a new person who's kind of kind of new to doing that and supporting their body weight in awkward positions it is a, like don't don't um m make the mistake of thinking just because it's in the warm-up that it's not quite a difficult movement yeah. to achieve you know uh, i don't know what it's like to achieve in an unconditioned shoulder yeah. uh, i know what it's like to it. do very strong yeah. and it's or it's even challenging for me to do reps in, in a german hang you yeah. know so just sure. go slow. Yeah. And I can see here that Marissa has done a um, reply to Biwa's um, thing there. And yeah, you're basically like, long story short, you're, you're on the right track with the ways you're thinking of regressing some of the movements there. So um, yeah, potentially instead of doing the eccentric pull-ups, um, uh, changing that to like an eccentric sort of ring row, just base, like whenever you're regressing, sort of pushing and pulling movements, like generally your horizontal movements will be a bit less aggravating than vertical as a, as yep. a rule. So yeah, certainly getting used to um, your horizontal movements and then moving into like change that range of motion yep. to get back up into yeah, for sure. vertical as that becomes more uncomfortable. So uh, Nathan on the live stream has said, hey guys, first time on the live, usually have to wait for the podcast later. Awesome, welcome to the live stream, brother. Any experience or suggestions on moving with a stent in the urethra? Between urethra, sorry, between kidney and bladder. Every time I bend over and reach up, 
tall. It rubs and causes pain. It should only be in for four to six weeks, but I don't want to do nothing during that time. I'm used to training four to five days a week. This one is for Phil. Yeah, that's really tricky, right, mate? Um, and thanks for jumping on live and, and, and asking a question. Um, yeah, it's that's going to be one that you're going to have to probably work with um, get like basic sort of outline of what movements you can do from your doctor or surgeon who've put it in and work within those bounds for now, yeah. I think. Um, it's only four to five weeks. Just, yeah, do, it, that's just right. do what you can do. It's going to be such a blip in time, but if you mess it up and then yeah. you've got to go for re-surgery again, that's just way worse. Exactly some, right. Sometimes so, we just got to accept that. Yeah. yeah. And so the way I, I, the way I sort of approach your training is start with like the simplest version and the smallest range and then like move out from there. Don't be like, yeah. oh, I'll give this a go and do something that's you know Huge, too yeah, much yeah, and then yeah. regress backwards. Like you want to start basic, simple, and then work your way yeah. out. So um, you might want to stop like looking at inspiration stuff about extreme calisthenics and just focus on basic strength yeah. guys i want to say this like and and i really mean this in general even in from a macro standpoint for what we're all dealing with right now in the world days become forgotten you know weeks become a blur even years become a blip in the rearview mirror as you go through them like and and with training when you injure yourself or you get sick or you have to hibernate for a while or you miss out on the gym for a while you know just just focus on turning up and doing whatever work you can do focus on like maintaining healthy habits uh level up emotionally psychologically learn something new Man, you know if and, was, and if it was me as well I'd, I'd i'd literally i'd just be doubling down on arm strength and yeah. grip strength and shoulder strength like there's so yeah. much that you can do m maximal effort that isn't going to aggravate that you know bending yeah. over um, yeah. bending over you Squatting know yes. and deadlifting might be out like, for a while yeah, but like if you look at what you can't do you'll get frustrated but um bruce yeah. lee said something that i this stuck with me right through my life i heard it when i was a kid he said don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do yeah. um and i think yeah, that's I really it. really powerful that that one saying had gotten me through so many slumps because if you just focus on what you can't do, you get so down. But if you just forget about that for a minute and then start to focus on what you can do, you you often realize that there's just so there's so much more than what you can still even fit into one workout on what you can do. And yeah, yeah the most important that. thing is keeping your exercise routine and, and keeping yep. your right. like that right. motivation going. And yep. if you can, you know, just take this opportunity to work on, you know. Something that you've if not there's, worked If on there's before, one little, little silver lining behind having to drop something from your training for a while, it is that it will, once you retake it up, provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Yep. You know, look at the flow and pace of adaptation and learning. When you're doing something, banging it out consistently week to week, you, 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 your actual adaptation and your, your progression slows right down on those movements because you're so consistent with them. When you take one away, it provides a huge opportunity for accelerated growth. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, just embrace that and come back and do a mad squat specialization program. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> Three times a week, baby. So we've got time for one more comment here before we wrap things up. Casey Grimes is saying, hey guys, love your work and intuitiveness. Been a follower for 18 months or so. Finally got myself into the UMS. Oh, awesome. Having had lower back issues from a young age, tennis and golfer's elbow and now a rotator cuff tear, all by the age of 23, I've had enough. Excited for the process and opportunity to become strong and flexible. That's awesome, brother. Awesome, guys. Keep um, keep keep posting your um your progress, man, and uh, you know ask us any questions that you need. Yeah. We're, we're here to help. And I, I really like kind of what you said there about things being like the intuitiveness of what we talk about because I think that's what I like. My biggest message I really want to get across with physio is it, it, like and and training in general. Like it, people really like to complicate things, both 
um, patience, I think, for something to blame. Like I think people like latching on to something complicated and, and using that as a reason not to do the simple things consistently. And I also think health professionals sometimes fall in the trap of like trying to basically mystify things, which, you know, kind of gives them a bit more power in the relationship. And, and what I really hope from the takeaway of all these shows that we do is basically if you do the simple stuff consistently, think about how you like, like progress things in a really well-reasoned, like, like small but constant steps forward, mm -hmm. that will solve most problems. And, you know, only once you're kind of getting all that stuff right, like that's when you can start to get into complexity. But yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this should be sort of in intuitive. And I hope that yeah. these principles that we talk about really start to hammer yeah. home and you can approach yeah. it to everything you do. In well, life, it must really. be working because Marissa really had the right idea. So yeah, we are. Absolutely. I think, I think I love, the message is finally getting through. I love what Diane Aubrey said here, being consistent in practice until this lockdown. After binge watching the tutorials yesterday, I found some of the movement cues to be quite a revelation. Tips about what each movement was not were especially yeah, helpful. Contrast, contrast training can be really good for like over exaggerating the <laughs> the wrong way to do things, and then that makes you feel what it's you know like to mm. do it right. So that's the um, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that you noticed that because I do put a big effort into trying to explain what things aren't when I teach because it, 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 I've just seen it so often. I've seen people get it wrong, so I, mm. I really make a point of saying it's not this. And, so great. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. That was a great show. I hope you all learned a lot about the shoulder. Um, tune in tomorrow for the mystery topic of the week. We haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Get and some questions in. Let's for, see what uh, you guys want to listen to. Just for, I had a few questions lined up from people on the online coaching group, but Yanni and Rad have totally derailed me there. So sorry about that, uh, Josh. Well, we, can, we, can cover in, we can jump <laughs> in tomorrow um, with them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to, back to you on those. Yep. Holding yep. them out for the physio Monday, but oh no! Yeah, thanks chances, for all the great questions, guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks um, for we, the interaction. We, we would love to keep talking all day, but we do have to bring it in for a landing at some point. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept <laughs> what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.